Hi, everybody, and welcome to Taking Stock. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Taking Stock, the Caribbean's number one business show. I'm Kalila Reynolds, and it is my pleasure to host yet another exciting show for you today. Before we get started, of course, make sure you like this video, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already done so, and let your friends know that we are live. Share this video on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on Twitter, or whatever format that you prefer, but let people know that we are here and we're doing this show this evening. So there's another exciting episode for you today. Here's what's coming up. Caribbean producers Jamaica CPJ was the best performing stock of 2021. The stock was up a whopping 405%, opening 2021 at $2.58 and ending the year at $13.04. Wow! So, what was driving CPJ's performance? And what can we expect this year? We'll speak to interim CEO Mark Hart. And the analysts weigh in on the latest market developments. Spurtree's first week on the market, Massey's massive cross-listing expected this month, and we'll continue the year in review. We'll discuss. But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart. Minister of Finance Dr. Nigel Clark says the government will need to spend an additional $25.8 billion this fiscal year. Dr. Clark, who recently tabled the revised budget in Parliament, said that brings the total for the fiscal year to $893 billion. According to the minister, $17.5 billion will be used to repay the country's debt. Of that, $8 billion will go towards paying off a National Water Commission U.S. dollar loan. The rest will cover other amortization charges and higher interest payments. The Ministry of National Security will get $1.4 billion more, including $197 million for the JDF's coastal surveillance. The police get an additional $1.8 billion to buy vehicles, stores and armory. They also received $616 million extra for general police services. The National Solid Waste Management Agency was allocated $310 million more for public cleansing and garbage disposal, while PATH got another $2 billion. The Ministry of Health also got an increase of $3.4 billion. Dr. Clark said that the additional spending will be financed through $11.2 billion in additional revenue flows, $5.3 billion in additional loan receipts, and $9.2 billion from prior year cash resources. January 27 is the date set for Trinidadian Company's Massey Holdings cross-listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Massey is an investment management or holding company involved in retail, motors and machines, and gas products in Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean. The company intends to list just under 99 million shares. It has a market capitalization of 10.4 billion TT dollars or over 1.5 billion US dollars. On Friday, January 14, Massey's stock closed at $106.02 on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange. That's over 2,400 Jamaican dollars. However, shareholders are set to vote on a 20 to 1 stock split a week before the JSE listing. This would bring the Jamaican dollar price down to about $120. If approved, the split would take effect on March 11, increasing the issued share capital to almost $2 billion and reducing the share price to $5.30 per share. Alliance Finance Limited has pleaded guilty to regulatory and administrative breaches of the Bank of Jamaica and the Banking Services Acts. The company entered its guilty plea last Thursday. Sanctions are to be determined when they return to court on March 3. However, the office of the DPP has announced that it's dropping similar charges against AFL President and Vice President Robert and Peter Chin. DPP Paula Llewellyn told KRM that the Chins accepted a plea deal which sees the company taking full liability. AFL has pleaded guilty to accepting $7.5 million US dollars in deposits without the requisite license from the Bank of Jamaica. They are also charged with carrying on the business of lending foreign currency without being an authorized dealer. The breaches allegedly occurred over a three-year period from 2014 to 2017. Jamaican company E-Commerce Property Services Limited has acquired three U.S.-based tech-driven real estate companies with help from Barita Investments. Barita said the companies, Robert Slack, 
Florida Funding and Florida Title are vertically integrated tech-based companies that serve distinct stages of the real estate purchase or sale process. The largest of the three, Robert Slack, is expected to have combined property sales exceeding two billion US dollars, which is over three hundred billion Jamaican dollars for the financial year twenty twenty one. Vice President at Marita Therese Kettle said the transaction was a landmark for Jamaica, as it will see profits from these US companies in the form of foreign currency dividend flows being sent back to Jamaica for the foreseeable future. Kettle said that the moment is also significant for Barita as the company was able to leverage its balance sheet to help a Jamaican company buy three U.S.-based companies that have significant growth potential. Medical marijuana company Apollon Formularies has been given the all-clear to operate its new medical ganja pharmaceutical processing lab and consumer dispensaries. It will also provide spa services. Apollon received two renewed medical cannabis licenses from the government, allowing it to process and retail activities for another three years. The company also received the experimental R&D license, which allows it to cultivate, assess, study, research, develop and test cannabis products. This includes analytical services to test the potency and quality of its medical marijuana products, as well as allowing clinical trials with the approval of the Ministry of Health. The Trinidad and Tobago government has formally written to the European Union asking to be removed from its tax blacklist. The EU blacklist was created to clamp down on tax avoidance and tax evasion. Trinidad and Tobago is the only CARICOM country among nine currently blacklisted as non-cooperative, failing to comply with international tax standards. The country's finance minister, Combe Imbert, said that the letter is part of its plan to move to the grey list this year. The grey list includes jurisdictions that the EU determines does not yet comply with all international tax standards, but that have committed to implementing good tax governance principles. Meanwhile, Jamaica's inclusion on the grey list has seen international merchants like PayPal, Lenovo and H&M restricting transactions involving cards issued in Jamaica. What's Heart was brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart. Our key word for 2022 is consistency. I've told you before that you can start investing with as little as a thousand Jamaican dollars, but the key to growing that into actual wealth is consistency. So here's what we're gonna do. Step one, open your investment account. Step two, set up a standing order or a salary deduction with your employer to fund that investment account every month so that at the end of each month, you have money to buy stocks. Step three, you're going to watch my show, Taking Stock with Khalilo Reynolds, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube for news and analysis on the stock market. And if you're completely clueless as to how to get started, well, you take my Investing for Beginners Masterclass at KhalilaReynolds.com masterclass. 2022 is going to be your year. Let's get this money. This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency insurance made easy and appleton estate jamaican excellence i'm muted yeah all right i just realized i have like some mood lighting going on here it's like a taking stock after dark isn't it <laughs> so we're still figuring out some logistics here in the studios new studio issues um shall be resolved very soon but the point is that you can see me right so my pleasure once again to be here with you and we're talking to the ceo or executive and interim chairman of uh, the, all right, let me get this right. He's the executive chairman and interim CEO of the number one performing stock on the Jamaica Stock Exchange last year. And if you're still in the dark as to which stock that was, it was dun, 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 Caribbean producers, Jamaica CPJ. So that stock gained 405% in 2021. <clears throat> it opened the year at $2.58 and ended the year at $13.04. So yes, very, very impressive gains. If you recall, I was looking at um, last year's best performing stock, or the previous year, 2020, which was Pulse Investments, and they were up 200 and something percent. So for this to be up 400 and odd percent in a year is rather impressive. So it's time for me to introduce our guest of honor for the evening, and that is Mark Hart. He's the executive chairman and interim CEO of CPJ. Welcome, Mark, and a Happy New Year. 
Thank you, Kalila. Thank you for having me. It's been a great uh, pleasure to be on your show. Oh, good, good. I'm really happy to have you. So before we get into company performance and all of that, I, mm -hmm. I think CPJ should be a household name, but we do have viewers from all across the world. Just in case anybody doesn't know who CPJ is, tell me a little bit about the company. So CPJ is a company that was founded in 1994. We're based in Montego Bay, so we're, we're really a North Coast company, which is unusual. Uh, most of the larger companies, as you um, know, are located on the other side, the southern eastern side, Kingston. But we were established um, to primarily be uh, support to the hospitality sector. So when we started in 1994, the hotel industry was um, really needing a company like CPJ. There were a lot of people supplying the hotels, but there was nobody that was completely dedicated to that task. And, um, you know, we had a lot of contacts from being um, living on this side and, and connected to the industry. So we launched a company very humbly and um, it's been a great journey. You know, it's 27 years now. It's hard to believe. Right. Wow. Tell me some of the products that you're known for, your flagship products. <clears throat> okay. So CPJ has um, literally, we have about 5,000 products because as you wow. can imagine yeah that is a <laughs> um, lot we we carry things that you know you you hardly ever hear of cactus leaves and you know um various uh seaweed uh wraps and and you know things from we we import products from 40 countries kalela and um you know what has happened is that tourism has become very sophisticated as you know even in jamaica um, Jamaicans are now eating sushi, right? Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I don't think any Jamaicans were eating sushi, or at least 15 years ago, right? So people used to travel to Jamaica traditionally to get um, jerk chicken and, and um, you know, basically Jamaican food, ackee, saltfish. They still do, but uh, they're just very sophisticated in what they expect when they go on vacation. And CPJ basically has to have all of those things here. So we, we import a wide range of, of meat, seafood, um, poultry product, not chicken because chicken is produced in Jamaica and there's a restriction on that. We actually um, have a processing plant where we make the Jamaica's best bacon, CPJ bacon. I'm sure you've tried it. I sure eat. have, yes. Oh. I like your breakfast sausages too. All right. Yeah, so we, we carry really a wide range. And then we also service the supermarket channel. So we carry some popular items. At one point, uh, we launched Red Bull in Jamaica, and that became a phenomenon. We no longer carry Red Bull. Um, we have Arizona. We do um, on, on the drinks, you know, we have a wide wine selection. Yellowtail wine is a very popular wine that we have. So... And then, you know, things like dairy, we have Kerrygold, butter and cheese and um, a wide range of, of um, supermarket products. And that's an area that we're looking to grow in the company as well. Right. So you do both manufacturing and distribution. Do you also do exports? We actually do export. We have been exporting consistently, mostly to the Eastern Caribbean, um, Antigua, Barbados, St. Lucia. Um, one other country, uh, Grenada. Yeah. So we manufacture some products in a beverage plant that we have here in Montego Bay. We make daiquiri drinks and we do um, beverages that we, we manufacture and ship, you know, we, be, we ship a couple containers a month. And um, we have a distribution center in the St. Lucia. So we, we can also ship there and then distribute out of that distribution center. So, um, yeah, we, we do a lot of things, Kalila. I, I can see that. So you mentioned earlier that the company was formed 27 years <clears> ago, yeah. mainly to service the tourism industry. You've grown way beyond tourism. Like I said, everybody mm -hmm. knows the name CPJ, and I'm sure everybody has something from you in their household, in their fridge right now. Um, right. But tourism still is a big part of your business. Tell me how you were impacted when the pandemic hit and that sector just <clears throat> shut down. Right. So they, they uh, 
the pandemic happened really quickly, as you can probably recall. Mm -hmm. um, I was traveling in February and even up to the first week of March, I was traveling. And then all of a sudden you started to hear about um, what was happening in China. <clears throat> and then uh, my wife was actually the one that said, boy, this thing is going to affect us over here. And I'm like, really? And then <laughs> within a couple of weeks, you really started to see uh, the ripple effects. And then within two weeks, literally, um, by the second or third week of March, um, we were talking about shutting down the tourism industry. And of course, a company like um, CPJ, we are very geared up um, at that time of year. That's actually the peak of our season. Mm -hmm. And we had, when the last plane took off with the tourists out of Montego Bay, we still had 65 full containers coming into Jamaica to feed those Ouch, tourists. 65 uh -huh. containers. Uh -huh. What did you do with them? What did you end up doing with it? Well, Kalila, I'm sure you must have got one of the buckets that we had. You, oh, did you yes, hear I about remember that promotion. Yes. So one of our, our senior managers, ingeniously, um, we had all these buckets in our warehouse that we used to manufacture uh, pickled mackerel with. And he said, you know, I'm going to start cutting up all the food and making it into smaller portions and created some deals. I'm sure... People are going to need food. You know, they're going into a pandemic. And um, we did that. We started by just selling a bucket of food for $3,000. And believe it or not, within a couple of days, we had lines like KFC. We were <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Nowhere has lines like KFC. No, we had over a thousand line. people, a thousand people a day coming by to pick up a bucket. So were you able to were you able to actually sell all of the, the you know, everything from the sixty five containers? We did. Wow, we did. and more. That's amazing. Because not only the sixty five containers, we had an inventory um, that we were carrying of over twenty five million US dollars in our warehouses, and I would say not all of it was perishable because some of it would be you know spirits and wine and and canned goods and so forth that have a longer shelf life. But there was a lot of perishables. So we actually had to bring our inventory down from a height of 25 million. Um, by the sort of mid-stage of COVID, we were down to about 10 million. So we liquidated $15 million US of inventory. And we had over 15 million US dollars of, of receivables on the road. And, and the people that were to pay us, you know, that were paying us. Um, Everybody the impacted. They don't have any income. Yeah. But we got paid. Oh, you did get paid. We wow, got paid. <laughs> we got paid. Oh, man. So it's just, a, it's just a, another example of the type of innovation and outside the box thinking that you have to come up with when you're faced with a sudden pandemic like this. Yeah. 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 So, so what think, percentage of your portfolio is tourism related sales? Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was um, around, I would say, closer to 80 um, percent. Since 80? then, eight zero? Eight zero. Wow. Yes. I didn't think it was that much because <laughs> yes. I, I do know that you have a robust uh, distribution locally. Into we do. But, you know, we're a big company. We're 100 million. 100 million or so in sales. We were actually pushing for 105 million um, for that year end, which would have been uh, 2020. Um, our year end is in June. And, you know, of course, that was derailed. But, you know, we, we, we sell about 20, 25 million, about 20 million to um, retail in the retail channel. So that's a still a decent amount of business. But um, the pandemic has really shown us that you know, there is a lot more that we can do outside of the hotels and we're mm -hmm. going to be pursuing that. And um, like everybody else, you know, we've, we've really um, accelerated our social media um, footprint and um, that's been a great benefit um, of, of the last 18 to 20 months. Right. Know, so looking at your financial results, despite, you know, all the great things and the way that you pivoted in 2020, uh, there was still a, a loss recorded for, I think it was 1.9 million US dollars for three months ended September 30, 2020. But then in 2021, you turned that around into mm -hmm. a profit 
of mm -hmm. 1.66 million. So mm -hmm. tell me, so even though you did some good things and some innovative things, like I, I can mention, 2020 was still overall a bad year. But 2021 now, you turn that around, you recorded a profit, and you became the number one uh, stock on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So tell me you know, how you managed to turn that around in 2021. Okay, so we had actually um, gone through something in June of 2018. We actually had an implementation of a major um, piece of IT. We were implementing a warehouse management system, and that actually was a failure. And it causes a lot, a lot of disruption in the company, and we had to revert to our old system and, you know, really build back the company with a lot of pain uh, because, you know, in a logistics company, when you have a, a failure of IT, it's a pretty catastrophic event. So what had happened coming out of that event, <clears throat> we had actually set a course to do some modernization, and we'd hired some industry um, Tech, technology people, and we had gone through and identified a suite of um, software um, that we were going to implement. And we had started the process, and then by March 2019, um, we had the pandemic. So, uh, believe it or 2020, not, 2020, March 2020. 2020, 2020. So, yeah, we recovered through that year. By March 2020, we had already identified and started a process of implementing uh, major um, improvements in I IT. So the pandemic actually gave us the complete freedom and total dedication to um, have that software implemented. And we did about 10 or 11 uh, major platforms, right? Including the warehouse management system, supply chain management, demand planning, customer service modules, um, logistics and so forth, right? So. Coming out of that, we were working harder than ever during the pandemic. We just weren't shipping product and making money. We were losing a lot of money, but we were doing very important work. So coming what, at the end of that, when the business started to come back, what we found was instead of 450 people, we could run the company with 350 people, and we were able to save um, through efficiencies close to 500,000 US dollars per month mm -hmm. in costs. So that, that's translating. That's what you're seeing now, Kalila, is, is the benefits of an efficiency exercise, which was um, literally given to us through the pandemic. So it was pain and suffering, but coming through it, um, the benefits are, are clear. And, and that's what you're seeing now. All right, so you, you cut back. Uh, but what was top line like? What was revenue like <clears throat> this year compared to last year? So revenue um, in 2000, the, the year of the pandemic, we were going for 105 million. It tanked, you know, the last three, we had April, May, and June. We only lost three and a half months. So we ended up, I think, about 75 million. The second year of the pandemic, which would have ended in um, June 2021, right? Yeah, that would have been, um, we'd probably, I think we, we did about 70, no, sorry, 50 million, 55 million. So we were about 55% of our target. And then coming through that now, um, like this, this December, we actually set a sales record for the company. Wow. Um, so we are back, not beating 2019 by a lot but by a little bit, and that's a, that was a key moment for us. So where did you end December 2021? December 2021, the company recorded over 11 million US dollars of business. <clears throat> the previous year, I think we were 10.9, not the previous year, the, the previous normal year, which would have been uh, December 2019. But interestingly, uh, Kalila, is that Although we recorded around the same amount of dollar sales, um, <clears throat> the case sales are, are about 30% less because I'm sure you've been watching um, what's been happening in the commodity, commodity markets mm -hmm. and the shipping markets. You know, um, So the costs are up anywhere from 20 to 30% um, overall. So although we're, we're making the same amount of sales, 
we're actually pushing uh, less volume because the hotel industry hasn't fully recovered yet. But, um, you know, we're optimistic that um, it will once we get through this little um, new variant, which seems to be <laughs> spreading like wildfire. Well, the good thing is that although the variant Omicron is more contagious, it seems yeah. to be less um, less lethal. So we're not seeing the same number of deaths that we saw yeah. early on in the pandemic. So um, that seems to be the trend. Like each new variant that comes out, it right. spreads more rapidly, but it's not as deadly. So hopefully it um, ends up like the flu yeah. very, very, very quickly. Well, not very quickly. We've already had this for two years now. March yeah. will make two years since we've yeah. been living with this pandemic. So yeah. what would you say is the, the key strategy for CPJ for 2022? So for 2022, um, <clears throat> we are expanding our, our, our stores. I know you've most likely been to the CPJ market on Lady Musgrave Road. Right. Um, we're, we're putting in a brand new store in Montego Bay as well. It's going to be beautiful, 6,000 square feet. Um, you know, because we've outgrown the space that we have here. And then we have a very exciting new destination, which I can't tell you about yet. No, you need to tell them, man. Break the news. <laughs> Give us the exclusive. <laughs> Where's that destination? You mean outside Jamaica? No, in, no, we're going to be doing something outside Jamaica too, but I can't tell you that either. I cannot <laughs> tell you that either for sure. But uh, we will have another CPJ market. And in, in what I would say is the fastest growing um, little area. Uh, it was recently written about um, in the press. And, uh, Fort Moore. We're, no, no, no. We're in good company in this location. It's, it's going to be very exciting. Not everything happens in the East, you know. Where is it? Where is it? YouTubers, viewers, where is he talking about? Right, like, I feel let's... like I feel like I've read something recently, and I just what? can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it's in the same time in the same times area. Oh yeah, oh Drax Hall, ah, yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where the new uh, the new KFC yes, is, yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's a new very... Starbucks there. There is a yeah. Nutsford Express is there. Yeah, lots and going the, on along that corridor. And there'll be a CPJ there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what are your timelines for the one in Mobi and the same town location? <clears throat> right. So the Mobi one is um, well advanced. Um, we started that in, um, in July. Um, unfortunately, with all the, the supply chain issues, you know, some of the equipment didn't make it in time for Christmas. But um, I would say that that store will be open on March 1st is what we're, we're pushing for. And then um, the store in... Um, Drax Hall that will that will open hopefully you know before the start of summer, but um, in this environment, Kalila, there's not much you can do. You just have to um, you know do what you can and and um, hope for the best. And uh, we push a lot, but but it doesn't always work in our favor. Um, our primary um, thing that we need to take care of is making sure that we have supplies for our hotels because you know they they need to take care of their guests and we take right. that very seriously yeah so so you see retail as the next big frontier for cpj then we do actually um we will be putting additional focus in retail we're building a really nice young team of of managers there um from within the company mostly and some external people um, so we're putting a lot of effort behind it, and we are acquiring brands that we're bringing in new, exciting products. Can't tell you what all those are at the moment, but um, we definitely wanted to grow that. We have a slogan that we're developing. It's going to be 50 in five. So we want to get to 50 million U.S. in five years in, uh, in retail, and, and um, the young team is very excited, and I think they'll get it done. 50 in five. Careful with those. You know, I know. Five and four. I know, I know, I know. I know. We won't, all right. You know what? I won't push that around too much. <laughs> well, I definitely wish you all the best. And I hope yeah. that you achieve all of these goals. And I love the, the outlook for the new stores because that means more jobs for Jamaicans. And uh, yeah, a thriving business is good for us all. So thank you, Mark. And all the best to you. Thank you. And I really like to see that you're um, trying to be inclusive and get as many people interested in investing and being on a stock exchange. Absolutely. It really is a way to go. You know, it's, it's for so many reasons. So Absolutely. And congratulations. Work. I didn't even tell you, you that. Congratulations on being the number one stock of 2021.
Thank you. Take care. All right. So we will be right back. We have your market recap and the analysts are standing by. Recap brought to you by Sagicor Investments. Think wealth, think Sagicor Investments. The Jamaica Stock Exchange declined, the combined index losing 4,400 points, or a little over 1%. 110 stocks traded across both the main and junior markets of the JSC for the week ending Friday, January 14, 2022. 51 advanced, 48 declined, and 11 stayed the same. 93 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, totaling nearly $498 million. Fontana was the most traded stock. It took up 14% of market volume, with people buying and selling 13 million shares in the company. The stock gained 10 cents to open this new week at $7.50. Wigton Wind Farm Ordinary Shares traded at the second highest volume, with people buying and selling nearly 12 million shares in the company. The stock lost one cent to open the new week at 51 cents. And Select F rounded out the most traded, taking up 12% of market volume. The stock gained three cents to open this week at 52 cents. Now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week. AMG Packaging and Paper Company stock price jumped nearly 37% to close last week at $3.20. Newly listed company Spurtree Spices Jamaica climbed 32% on its first day of trading to open this week at $1.32. And rounding off our biggest gains, Dolphin Cove is up 21% to open this week at $19.46. On the losing side now, KLE Group was the biggest loser for the week, down 14%. The stock closed last week at $2.55. MPC Carbon Clean Energy fell 13% to open the new week at $100. And rounding of the week's biggest losers, T-Tech, which lost 10% to close last week at $4.30. Market Recap was brought to you by Sagicor Investments. Think Wealth. Think Sagicor Investments. This segment of Taking Stock, The Analysts, is brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers. I keep forgetting to unmute my mic. So welcome back. Welcome back. Before I introduce my analyst panel, let me just pick up our sponsor, Appleton Estate. So yeah, the good stuff right here. They sponsored the segment that we were just talking about earlier uh, with CPJ. All right, so big up to Appleton. Uh, next thing that I want to do is the poll question. So when the show is over, or you can just open a new tab and go to the community section of my YouTube channel and answer today's poll question. What types of stocks are you most interested in this year? So are you looking at the financial sector, which suffered heavy losses last year? Um, in terms of stock price, are you looking at manufacturing distribution like CPJ, energy stocks, uh, tourism stocks? What are you most bullish about this year? Take the poll in the community section of the of my YouTube channel. The link is actually in the description below. So just take our poll for today. And let me tell you what you are most interested in. Dana Davis says energy. Interesting. So you're looking at same... Uh, uh, MPC, Caribbean Clean Energy that we were just looking at in Market Recap uh, and a few others. Uh, thank you, Rodney. Rodney says, great interview. Thank you. Philip, you're late. So you, you submitted your question late. I would have asked it. He wanted to know what percentage of revenues for CPJ is currently from retail. Great question. I asked it just a few minutes earlier and I could have gotten it in. And Canada immigration making a great point. Real estate prices will increase around the Draxall area as a result of these businesses moving there. That is absolutely for sure. I know that for a fact in the past 10 years, and you know what is near that area too, right? Richmond Estate, those property values have just skyrocketed. You have a development there by Draxall. You have, I think it's called Plantation Heights. Uh, all those, all that real estate there in Priory area. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. St. Anne's Bay, hot real estate sector to look out for. So you see all these developments in that area. And I pass there all the time, uh, visit St. Anne rather often. So I have been noticing the developments for sure. So let's introduce our analysts panel 
for today. And it's the first time I'm seeing them this year. I'm joined by Assistant General Manager of Trading at Treasury at JMMB, Greg Lindo. We also have business writer at the Jamaica Observer, David Rose, and financial coach, founder, and CEO of Profit Jump Starter, Keisha Bailey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to you, too. All right. So we have a lot to talk about since it's the first time. I haven't seen you guys since last year. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Keisha, you have a lot of stuff going on. I see your, um, <laughs> your, your offer doing your thing. Yes. <laughs> you have a promotion going on. And Greg, there at JMMB, you guys preparing for Elevate this weekend, right? Elevate 4.0 yeah. is coming up. Yeah, definitely. So big things. Well, let's start with you, Greg. So the best performing stock, as we just discussed, was CPJ. Uh, what are your companies to watch for 2022? Well, that's that's actually one of the companies that I'll be looking at, um, CPJ. I like the manufacturing and distribution sector. I think given what's happened with COVID, it's been one of the sectors that have exhibited some resilience. And um, given the need for products, I mean, as much as you may be going through a pandemic, there's there's still gonna be your people still gonna need food, right? They're still gonna need um, products to to live on. So definitely, CPJ is one of those companies that I'm I'm very happy to see that they're making a recovery. Um, very good interview, by the way. Uh, it's it's definitely a company that's on the rebound, and I like that they are moving in the right direction in terms of um, showing, you know, or diversifying their business away from, not, well, not necessarily away, but they're trying to do more retail. I think he had a question about retail and I think he said 20, it's about 20%. They do about a hundred mil US per year and they said 20 mil is retail and they want to move that up to 50 mil. So that is a good way wow. for them to diversify yes. their earnings. did say 80% was tourism. So yeah, the other 20 yeah. would be naturally retail. Right. And they, they're, they're obviously taking um, their cue from what has happened. I mean, yes, it's a once in a lifetime pandemic, but it teaches you that you can't be overly dependent on any one sector. So that's always good to see when companies use the downtime to really re-strategize and improve the business. Right. So we will be coming back to some of the best performing and what all of you think about the, the, the top stocks of 2021, our outlook for 2022. But I want to talk a little bit next, David, about Spur Tree Spices. Somebody was asking in the comments if we know what's going on at the JSC website. We've been reaching out from last week, from the end of last week's show, back to the JSC, trying to figure out, okay, what's going on at the website? What's going on with the app? I know they've been, they've been making some upgrades to it, and we haven't gotten any response. So it's made it really difficult to get data and to try to do some uh, significant analysis. So, David, can you say what, um, do you know where Spur Tree ended today? It ended today at $2.32. Wow. $2.31, but yeah. Wow. From the listing price, was, was it a dollar? Yes, correct. From $1 to $2.31 in just a few days. That's incredible. Three business days, actually, but yeah. What, what's that? Three business days. Three business days, yeah. This is That's what a... markets are for. Yes. Mm -hmm. but the, the, the funny thing is, if the circuit breaker wasn't there, it would have probably $5 at this point. It have been way more. So do you think it's just hype and excitement because it's an IPO or is well, there a legitimate well, reason for the rise? I don't think it's just hype in the Kalila because you know I've invested since 2016 and I've been using JTrader Pro Moneyline. So I've been analyzing the queue, watching the queues and everything. This is the first uh, kind of event where I've seen the queue this heavy. So there are more than 1,300 or buy orders in the queue earlier today. Think about it for a second. Sometimes you're going to see like probably 100, 200, like Pesco, probably like 300 or 400 sometimes for buy orders, you know, when they came out recently, but a thousand plus orders when the 140, $170 million worth of money coming for such a small demand with a circuit breaker situation tells you that people really like the company and want to get more shares because I remember. Of the two reserve pools that were there, well, three, well, call it three, but you know, can't count the GK pool, but the two pools that were there. Yeah, the staff pool, unsubscribed, 
the key finance pool undersubscribed. And whatever you got from general public was just 10,000 units, lost 11.76% of what you applied for the remaining balance. So let's talk about a company from a similar perspective. They manufacture spices and they export it, which is about 95% of their sales. So you're basically talking about a company that earns most of its income in US dollars, has a GMD balance sheet, is typing GMD, and you know, is basically debt free, acquired a company in St. Thomas to export Aki and has fresh capital to grow further. So if I was an interested investor who is looking, as you would say, to diverse from my portfolio, or at the same time, you know, look for my investment companies that I, you know, say is growing and can comfortably rely on, then spiritually works in that favor. So a lot of persons right now are just trying to, you know, increase the allocation of their portfolio desire or target to spiritually right now. Because think about it. If you have 10,000 units, right? Sorry, over $100,000 worth. You'd have gotten the first 1,000 units, then 11.76 on that remaining uh, $9,000. You'd basically be left with, uh, I don't know, 13,000 units, really, say like 20,000 units, basically. So persons really want to increase their allocation, you know. But the reality is, although, you know, the companies are listening, you can buy the shares, the reality is circuit breakers kind of making it harder for you to actually get those shares, along with all that competition you're facing daily in the queue. Because literally, right now, less than 10 minutes worth of trading occurring on any given day with spiritually right now. Opens, all's fine, all. Once lock up again, like one, two, three trades, and that is it. Hmm. Well, it's really unfortunate that the full allocation wasn't taken by the employees because that would have been a nice come up for them. Can I comment on that? Uh, so sure. I saw a tweet uh, by one of the persons who was on, on the IPO. He said the staff were informed when they're available but they just didn't take it off. And, you know, there have been other IPOs in the past where, you know, staff have been given that uh, pool for, to apply for, afford even loans, and staff didn't take it off. So even if you are going to, say, educate them, give them the funds availability and so on, it just comes down to what I'd call the awareness. Because for some persons, they probably still see equity as high risk and they don't mm -hmm. like it because... For example, Fontana first IPO had given loan to staff members to apply for the IPO. Jamaican Tees gives you interest-free loan over three years to buy shares in the company. A school shall do something similar with their employee share purchase ownership plan. And I just I'm showing you that the different even if you're a person who's educated, they might not necessarily be informed. And if you're informed, you're be educated. So it's kind of sad that the staff didn't take up the full allocation, but at the same time, it shows that what we are doing right here as a lot more depth that we need to go to push the impact of, you know, understanding the value of that investment because $10,000 would be worth $20,000, $20, right now. Yeah, more than, more than. Wow, that's, yeah. I saw, I saw an announcement, was it today or yesterday, that GK has gifted or is gifting its staff shares in the company. I asked for some more details on that and they, they responded to me saying the details are being finalized and it will be shared with the team in the coming weeks but it's a step in the right direction um having employees have ownership in the companies that they work for but you're very right david you're absolutely right that there needs to be more education because knowledge about the offer doesn't equal uh, being in being educated about what this really means for you and your financial future zero percent interest rates zero percent you're basically you know yeah. So Keisha, the next big one that's coming and Spurtree was relatively small junior market listing, but a massive listing is coming at the end of this month. And that is Massey. Uh, I don't know how in tune you are as perhaps people who are on the ground who are doing the trading day to day in, in day in and day out taking the orders. But do you think that there will be a lot of interest in Massey when it lists? I suspect there will be because um, it's following on a very successful IPO um, with Spurtry kicking off the year. So the height, the momentum is still there. The interest is still there. Massey is a stronger, bigger company, a more mature company uh, with a established competitive advantage. I do see that. I think it's going to be a very highly anticipated one as well. The stock split also works in their favor. I think it was a very good move to be done strategically it to had to be the price that two thousand plus dollar <laughs> stock in jamaica that just not gonna fly right. not in this market 
Well, yeah, so they got good advice on that one. It will make it seemingly more affordable to person. So the uptake is going to be much better for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. can I, uh, can you want to jump the in there on Massey? Come oh. in, David. I'm actually a Massey owner, so I can actually comment on this pretty well. Oh, you have so. from TTSC. Big up JMMB every time. Thanks again, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just uh, break that down. So the the AGM is set for this Friday, and you know it's going to be proposed that you know a 20 to 1 stock split take effect on March 11. So it's training for TT $106, 2300 JMB, and once it uh, splits, it will go down to effectively, uh, I think it's a uh, 5 TT, which is like about uh, 110 JMB. Uh, I, I remember that Jamaicans, you know, don't necessarily like certain stocks of certain prices, but $120,900. So it's not impossible. You just type of demand they're going to get. And the thing is, I, Based on the fact that the companies, you know, are doing this cross-listing, they're going to be sure that they're dominant because based on their current market capitalization, they're going to come as the number two company and take out, take a particular place from Sajid Core Group Jamaica. They'll just be slightly behind NCB Financial Group. Yeah, they are huge. That is a, a billion US dollar company. And 13 billion TT worth of assets. Uh, I think it was $15 billion of net profit from continued operation attributable to shareholders in the most recent, recent financial year. And the thing is, the CEO said that, you know, the cross-listings facilitate the ability for Trinidadians or their shareholders, which includes me now, to get access to better, hard currency better. So look over it in the first couple of weeks, you know, if you're going to see a potential offer for sale by one of the larger shareholders, and on top of that, a potential run for the Jamaican dollar. Right. So, Greg, what other companies do you have your eye on for 2022? Yeah. So, uh, well, let me let me share my screen. Um, so, we already spoke about um, CPJ, CPJ, right? Um, and you know, we like the the way that company is trending. But some other companies I like to look at are like same manufacturing space. Jamaica Tees is, of course, one of those companies that they have mentioned that they're going to be splitting off their their tea business which is a very lucrative business they've exhibited solid growth of in profits over year over year they've done a few stock splits so i mean the liquidity profile of the stock has improved so that is a stock that i think did very well in 2021 and i'm continuing to watch it for 2022 and and they have not. a spin-off company coming i think next month right 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 so along the same same lines, you know, Grace Kennedy is also a start that I, I'm watching. I mean, they've been doing very, very well. This is their 100 year of, um, whatever well, you call it, existence in corporation. But Grace is one of those legacy companies that have been around for so long. Um, has a heavy, heavy business in the manufacturing side, and they have a nice diversified business model. And if you look at how they are tracking now for their 2021 year, this year should also be another record year for them being their 100 year. It's a nice, it's a nice theme for them. So that's a company that you're watching and they're, they're also doing deals. They're first out of the gate with Spur Tree. That's GK mm -hmm. Capital. Yeah. Um, they have another IPO. I think that's coming very, very soon. Um, so they're, they're really focusing on their niche in the finance space and um, they're doing good things. And of course, the manufacturing business that's going from strength to strength. So that's a start that I'll be watching for um, 2022. And another one is Honeybun. Um, this is a start Honey that I like, I like Michelle on, on many levels. Yeah, Michelle Chang, you know, a real superstar in the manufacturing business. When you look at what they have been able to do since listing, it is really remarkable. They've, they've operated the company at a very, very high level. They've had, they've, it's not always been a bed of roses. They've had a couple of years where they, you know, they kind of had to take a step back, but they have used the time to gain HACCP certification. You know, they are now able to export to the U.S. market and they have a whole heap of new products. And if you like the, the shorty bread, but a lot of people telling me, I'm not a big bread person, but I'm hearing a lot of good things about their new product offerings, right? So when you look at the financial profile of the company, the profits are up 31% year over year, right? 
profit before tax up by 52%. And it's not just about the numbers. Almost every year they win the Corporate Governance Award at the JSC Best Practices, right? They're always um, oper operating at a high level. And it's a family business. It's good to see that the, the next generation of leadership is already in the business. So those things give me confidence when I look at a business like that and the potential for it to grow. You know, bake, baking is a big business in Jamaica, you know, mm -hmm. and I expect that to continue. And, and as you that, mentioned, their corporate governance, Greg, yeah. one of the things I really like about Honeybun as a company is that they have the Honeybun Foundation. So they do a whole lot. Yes, back. Yeah. They try to help entrepreneurs. They have that Gap app that they launched last year, actually interviewed right. Michelle about that on Money Moves, JE. And they just really are trying to help other small businesses to grow their business and lead, and they lead by example, because like you said, their corporate governance and their structures are, are great. Right. And investors need to pay attention to that. You know, making money is good, but pouring back into the wider, wider business community is, is, is great. And last but not least, you know, Lab. Lab is another company that when you look at Always it, it, love it the lab. Great yeah, it screams company. out, right? If you look at the table here, almost every quarter that they have been listed on the market, quarter of quarter versus quarter, they have grown, right? Is a company that is is well structured, well managed. Um, they pay dividends, right? They not only the regular interim dividends, they they will declare a special dividend. So the cash flow from from owning Lab over the years has improved, right? Or your dividend, you'd have seen some nice dividend growth. So um, Lab is a stock that I'm continuing to watch in 2022, and it's one of those unique stocks on the market because it gives you exposure to the creative space right when you talk yeah. about exposure to things like manufacturing finance um distribution the market is very well developed in those sectors but the lab is actually giving you something a little bit different because you know have a potential to be exposed to creative space which is intellectual property which is something that they don't need where they don't need a lot of fixed assets to to earn significant returns um for investors so that's a start that I'm definitely going Bring to up move. back the chart, Greg. The last Which chart part? that you had up. Yes. Look at that. This, 2012, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lab. 2019, Q1, yeah. 32 million. 2020, 48, almost 50 million. 2021, 67 million. You, you, yeah, you can't argue with that kind of performance. So, so, you know, and they have potential to expand. You know, they're going into different types of business and they have other markets that they can explore. It's, it's, it's IP. And is in the creative sector, so they don't need to have a massive physical footprint or a massive capital outlay to expand. So you have to watch companies like that. Yeah, you can take down the chart now, Greg. I want to hear about some U.S. stocks now, Keisha. So you may have heard last week to that uh, JSC is looking yes. towards U.S. stock trading from Jamaica and Canadian stock trading. So we need to start looking at the Canadian market, too, um, right. by next month, February. So we mm -hmm. need to prepare ourselves for those of us who aren't already invested in U.S. stocks. Tell right. me what's going on over there. What was it like for 2021? Uh, so I can share my screen. Top performer last year was GameStop. Games, yes, GameStop. GameStop. We all know everybody was watching that. that we're gonna talk about, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about returns there and what that looked like. So GameStop, as you know, <laughs> started twenty twenty. It went up six hundred and eighty-seven percent last year. That was look at that games. chart. It was below $20 at the start of 2020, went up here. And we know, we saw it all over social media, gains going up here, and the price has come back down, but it still was a top performing stock in the US last year. So even after all the hype, it still ended the year pretty strong. 687% wow. return for the year, one year return. Totally just fantastic return. Then uh worst performer was Peloton. Peloton. Oh, uh, they had some bad press. I know they, they suffered from some yeah. bad press. They didn't do that well. Um, came out, they had some recalls. They're actually going through a restructuring with their pricing. So you see the price was down here last year, about almost 30%. So they took a big hit 
for most of last year. So biggest winner, GameStop, loser, Peloton. So we're at the two ends of the spectrum. Now for 2022, things we want to watch out for because we're in a new regime. I think we're, we're getting into a new area where the Fed is looking to start increasing interest rates this year. That's all over the news. And so yesterday's market will not be tomorrow's market or today's market. <laughs> it is very different. It is going to be different. You heard it here first. Yesterday's market is not tomorrow's market. With higher interest rates, a lot of us have not seen this type of environment before. It's not that easy anymore to make money. You can't just close your eyes and buy the tech stocks. That won't work this year at all. You're going to want to look for those companies that are quality. So you want to look for banks, for example. They tend to do well in higher interest rate environments. Energy companies, so Canada will become in focus because Canada has all of the, the energy producers there. Most of them are there. So those companies are going to come in focus for next year. So the JSC going into those markets is huge because it's at the right time because we're able to now tap into those markets and, and benefit from those returns. It's going to be very exciting for sure. Thank you very much, Keisha. David, so we talked about CPJ. We talked about GK already. What other stocks are you looking out for for 2022? Well, GMB Group Limited and GK and Spirit Tree. But I just had some of the ones I can remember immediately off the top of my head. And, you know, Fesco as well, because they are beach So, for one, they're benefiting from the JSC's junior market tax break now. So, the tax line is basically vanished. Two, the economy is really opening back up again. So, people are actually commuting again. If you're committing again, that means you're burning more gas, which means you have to stop the gas station. Fesco is competing on price, which is very a very good strategy, especially because of their business line, and they're going to have the, the issue location contributing now to profit and loss. So you're going to see a big jump in the most recent report, which will be the, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter, which is what we're in right now. And on top of that, the company you know, has those other divisions that have been spoken much about, you know, Fesco Water, the new locations are like the Easter breakfast addition and so on. So, and the reality is, we're talking about the inflation environment, right? Why prices hit uh, $80 last year? Mr. Um, breakfast is opening up at Fesco? Yes, it's a partnership that was announced in the paper. I didn't, I missed that one. Which one are the locations? The one on the highway? No, not just that location on alone. It's, it's not just that location alone. It's actually across the Fesco uh, gas stations. At all, what, what did you say? I, I missed that. At all at the, the group, at the fiscal group of gas stations, at all of them. The fiscal but, group. Yes. You know what? That Mr. Um, breakfast company is one that I'm looking out for. They they are growing rapidly. I remember when they just opened. I really like their products. Who knows? Maybe they have an IPO in the future too. So yeah, that's a big move for them because I think they yeah. just opened a second location and now they have this deal with Fesco. That's pretty awesome. And then there are things that Fesco hasn't discussed much because you know Fesco talks about the lubricants and the and the, water, the branded water and the supermarket and other things that they want to achieve. So it remember the company, you know, would have you know have new capital to build out the beach location. They don't have to incur certain amounts of expenses about the location they currently have. They just get the gas from Petrojam, send it to the dealers, you send it to the clients, and Pesco just keeps moving that train. So you get that you get that perspective. And Jimmy, yeah, the new Fesco is is really nice. I, I stopped at the one on Mandela the other day, and it's it's a very very nice. Location. That's a that's a dodo, dealer owned, dealer operated. By the way, I did just give an explanation to a person, and the one eventually is company owned, company operated. Yep. The next, the only thing that I, I worry about for Fesco though is, you know, this whole shift towards the cleaner energy and the electric vehicles. And I know it's, it's a little Don't bit worry. slow coming, but um, I want to see how they plan to deal with that when that time does come and that starts to take off locally. Yeah. And also you mentioned the Canadian markets earlier, you know, Canada is a pretty fun place and a company in Canada with pretty energy is Enbridge strong dividend payer, and you have other companies in Canada which are, you know, listed on the TSX, but just like a spur tree, earn all their income in the U.S. or other markets. So, for persons who, you know, looking to go to those markets, they're, again, some great companies 
which are trading in CAD, okay, USD dividends, or just give a strong returns. That's where BNS is actually originally based, meaning Scotia Bank, which is what we all know in Jamaica as Scotia Group Jamaica, which is a subsidiary. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me this evening, David, Keisha, Greg. Great conversation and great breakdown as always. Thank you, Kalila. Thanks. Thanks for having us. That's the analysts. When we come back after this very short message, we will take some of your comments and have a little chat. Segment of the analysts was brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers. Hey, moneymakers, you're not an official part of the family until you have your merch. Visit kalilareynolds.com slash store to order your t-shirt and your mask today. Let's get this money. All right, welcome back. Before we go, let me take some of your comments. I see a lot of you are expressing regrets about either not getting in on the Spurtree IPO or not getting everything that you had applied for. And that's the way it works when you have especially a small offer. You don't, you tend to not get everything that you applied for because there's such a massive demand for the shares. So if you have a limited number of shares being offered by a, a small company like Spurtree and a lot of people wanting a lot of shares, more shares than are available, that's what we call it being oversubscribed. And when it's oversubscribed, you're not going to get everything that you want. So I see some people saying, um, so like Roger Roberts was saying, uh, where did my comment go? I, I got in there, but I didn't get my full allocation. And now I'm sad and depressed. Don't be sad and depressed, Roger. You're better than many people who didn't apply at all. So don't let that get you down at all. And there's always the open market that you can try to get additional shares. But as you can see, it's a tough, it's tough right now because the price has been going up and up and up and like david was explaining those order queues are very long danielle says it would have been a solid investment to all who got in congrats to you guys and talking about a spur tree peter commenting on the uh the employees of spur tree who didn't take up the full allotment he said free money thrown away Thank you to Learning While I Teach. He says, thanks for what you're doing, Kalila. I'm new to stocks and learning a lot because of you. Yep, that's why we have this program. That's why we have this show. Uh, let's see, who else? Roger says, I love investment. I swear it's the best thing since sliced bread. Who doesn't love making money, right? But, you know, you have both sides. You have the gains and you also have the losses. So if you can deal with it, then you're in a good position. Roger says, a credit card could have been paid off and I'll be debt free. <laughs> oh, you're still crying over not getting the full allotment in a in Spur Tree. Mm. Daniel says, I missed out on the Spur Tree IPO. Sad day, man. Sad day. That's why I need to pay attention. You snooze, you lose. Lavar says, I'm loving the quick increase, setting back eating my investment take off like a rocket <laughs> so yeah so lots of people commenting on Spurtree ipo and like we said i've been telling you the massive listing is coming next it's gonna be a massive one it is expected to cross list on the jsc on the 27th of this month i'm not sure exactly how they're doing it i think it's gonna be probably by introduction since they are it's not an ipo since they're an already listed company they're listed on the trinidad and tobago stock exchange and they told us that he already has shares in Massey via the TTSE. Uh, Philip making the point here that Spurtree shares are available every day. Yes, they are, but not at the IPO price, Philip. And that's what people are, uh, are crying about. And Natoya wants to know if she can still sign up for the masterclass. Absolutely. Yes, you can. That show and that class is pre-recorded, so you can take it at any time. Just log on to the website, kalilareynolds.com slash masterclass, and you can take that at absolutely any time. And I should warn you that the price is going up in February. So the current price has been an introductory price, December and January, because this is a period when a lot of people are making financial decisions, planning their financial year. And I wanted it to be as accessible as possible to members of the public so that you can start understanding things like what's going on with Spurtree IPO. So... Uh, February 1, I'll be able to say yesterday's price is not today's price. So, Natoya, you want to jump on that before the end of the month because the price is going up in February. You're going to get your regular price in February. Uh, who said I'm excited for Massey? 
Rakisha Sims Gordon is excited for Messi. And Earl wants to know if this is an Appleton beside me. Yes, it is. They are a sponsor of this uh, program. So you must be new here, Earl. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in yet another week. It was my pleasure hosting you. We still have some renovation going on around here. So next week, I hope to have my lights installed properly where they're supposed to be. So you don't, although I kind of like this look taking stock after dark. This is like my sexy glow, you know? <laughs> but I'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Until then, say it with me. Let's get this money. Let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs>